0: Elizabeth. I'm Miranda. You're listening to Broads Gaming. We're sleepy. I'm always sleepy. You know what? I feel like this podcast is just me realizing what a tired, bitter person I am. (laughs) You didn't know you were a bitter person? Like, tired, sure, but you didn't know you were bitter? I knew I was bitter, but I don't think I realized to the extent that I am. I think once we started ranting about game stuff, we're like, oh my word. Well, for You're me, horrible. for me, it's just always a surprise. <laughs> like, I just sit there. and I'm like, when I fully realize it again, I'm like, man, I'm so bitter. I'm such a terrible person. I'm like, God, I can't believe it. You're not And terrible. then I go about my life and I'm like, I try to be optimistic. I try to be a happy, bubbly person. Some people consider me a more bubbly person. And then you get back of. home and you get to see me and it all just comes crashing down. Because you can't put up fronts in front of me. Exactly. <laughs> uh, you're, you're the real Miranda <laughs> when it's with me. I'm the real Miranda. And our seven subscribers. Eight. Eight? We got a new one. Hey, new guy. Girl. Yeah. Uh, so... Non-binary person. <laughs> Welcome. Because Lizzie never checks our um, media stuff. Nope. Never ever. Hold on. Yes. Our new person, who is... I know their name. It's Raul Lore. That was who just followed us. Ayo. Yay. Thank you. Shout out. We appreciate it. We appreciate all of you. We do. And, like, I would say all of your names, but for some reason it's only showing four of you. So, oops. (laughs) The app is messed up, Uh, obviously. But, yeah. So... Ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to lie to you. <laughs> I forgot it was Friday. We, okay, a few things. We forgot it was Friday, and there are two really big um, conventions going on in the gaming world right now. And since they're going on while we're recording this, there's no news. I mean, there's some news since they've been going on since we've started recording, and it is, what, 3 o'clock? Four o'clock, but I'm i We're just gonna be upfront with you. There's not a lot. Our podcast really isn't a, a news based podcast, but we do let news, you know, influence what we say. Yeah, a lot of the times, so and if anything, it's a springboard for a lot of our other conversations. Because you know, we gotta be topical. We gotta be hip. Instead of just ranting about you know Dragon Age every episode, that would get old fast. Unless you wanted a Dragon Age podcast. But then we would have to rename the podcast. Yeah, and I do like our name. Same. So, and then we paid money to, you know, get our banner and everything, and that'd be kind of awkward having that change. Yeah, rebranding would just be a hassle at this point, what with our eight subscribers. They'd be so confused. Ugh. We just don't want to- We do this for you. We don't want to inconvenience you all. So, I mean, like, there are some news, but I don't know, I don't know if I want to talk about it too much, just because, okay- so, BlizzCon is going on, right? Which, I didn't know, was in reference to, like, just games made by Blizzard.
1: That I mean, bypassed me.
0: That would be why it's called BlizzCon. Okay, I'm also going to say I didn't know that they that was the name of the company. I was just like, oh, they came up with a quirky name for a convention. La la la. No, I that's, forgive you. That's, I'm a noob, I'm sorry. I forgive you. But they also don't make games that I play. <laughs> <laughs> so... I mean, you did play uh, Diablo 3 with me. I played Diablo 3 for a hot minute, and it just... Listen, it wasn't great. I honestly, the premise of it was really, really cool. I just don't like the multiplayer RPG aspect of it. See, here's the thing. I like the idea of multiplayer RPG. I don't like how it was done. Uh, Yeah, how it was given is... Not super streamlined, doesn't look very well thought out. No, nope, no. Nope. Just... it just, it just, it felt like a mess. Yeah. It was really confusing, I just really wasn't into it, and even when I tried to play it by myself, it wasn't that great at all. It is more of a multiplayer game, but even then, I don't, I don't think they did it super well. Nah. But they are, there is some Diablo news. Well, because they're made by Blizzard, so well, yeah, but I'm saying uh, people were really excited. I think a lot of people were hoping for uh, Diablo Four. Mm-hmm. Has that been in the talks, or is it just been nobody said stuff? anything about it? There's just been rumors of ideas and different people from Blizzard and some of the more original Blizzard games, Theor- if I remember correctly, coming together and working on stuff. Theories about where it could go, probably, and stuff like that. Exactly, and they wouldn't say anything, so people were just assuming there might be a new uh Diablo 4 game however there's not gonna be a Diablo 4 as far as we know (laughs) JK guys uh they are just remaking Diablo within Diablo 3 how does that how does that that work (laughs) okay so you know like congratulations 20th anniversary Mm -hmm. hurrah Well, they're creating a patch for it, and it's going to include a 16-level dungeon and four main bosses from the first Diablo inside the Diablo 3. So, it's not the Diablo storyline. I mean, kind of. It's almost like you get Diablo within Diablo 3. Are these games not chronological or connected in any way? I mean, I think they are. I'm not sure. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how they're going to... Make this work. I'm confused. I don't know. It's like diablo interested to see, and I feel like now I have to play Diablo <laughs> 3 because I have it. God. That's the thing. Now I have to be, like, informed about what's going on. I Ugh. know. Well, no, it's, uh, I have the game, and it's gonna be, f- the patch, the, for the, you know, with the 16 levels and all, it's gonna be free for everyone who has the game already. That's nice. So... I mean, you know how I feel about free stuff. <laughs> I do know how you feel about free stuff. No one loves free stuff more than Miranda and all other college students. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm going to have to give it a go. And if it's free gaming, you know, entertainment, like, I mean, I, I at least got to give it a try. Yeah. That makes sense. I heard something about a necromancer class being put in as well. That would be cool. So That'll be interesting. Another class, maybe. Maybe. It'll be better to work with. Because, okay, so I always play the ma- the mage character, mm-hmm. the wizard, or whatever. you're predictable. I am. Well, I was like, when I wanted to play it by myself, I was like, yeah, sure. let's, let's try another one. Let's try one that's more hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're doing one player and you don't have any other party members with you. It's a lot harder to actually, like, Definitely. do a lot. Because you're constantly having to run away. I thought, why... Why not be intelligent and do that? And I was like, I was a monk. Because the monk was a mix of fighting and magic. Okay. And so I was like, so it was This is the closest is you could get to a mage, basically. I feel like there's one or two other options. I mean, as I said, I haven't played Diablo three in a long time. I haven't really looked at it too much. But that that was the one I looked at and that kinda of felt like it had more of a magic fighting combination. Um, didn't work out very well. I think I was playing on a harder difficulty level and Uh, refused to let myself go down a difficulty level (laughs) as well. Because you're stubborn. Because I'm stubborn. Like, we are just learning all about Miranda and her being bitter and stubborn and... (sighs) Yep. That's you in a nutshell. Why are you my friend? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I ask myself the same question. Yeah, I feel like that explains a lot about my life. Honestly, we know too much about each other to stop being friends. Yeah, that's just kind of how it goes. We just, we're so used to each other being there. It's just kind of like habit. It's more of a, it's more of a hindrance for us not to be friends. It would be really inconvenient if we stopped being (laughs) friends, is what I'm trying to tell you. Yep. Oh man, you know how to make a girl feel special. Yep, that's what I'm here for. (laughs) That's why all the boys like me. Sure, Liz. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, my God. But uh, that'll be interesting. <clears throat> You'll definitely update me once yeah. it comes out. When does it come out? I don't know. They don't have a timeline on I it I didn't yet? look. I just kind of saw. and not... I'll double check. That's how much I didn't care. I don't think it says. Yeah, um... The patch will be live on the public test realm next week. okay, but that's the test realm. So who knows? So is that does that mean some people will get it and some people won't? Probably is that what it means okay. like a beta test. Yeah, thing. yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Well, you'll check next week. see if you got it, if not, you'll probably better... not. I don't play it enough for them to be like, let's let that person test it. But man, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what that kind of algorithm would be for beta testing stuff. Like I feel like people sign up for it. Here's the thing, though, when it's, like, websites and stuff, it's totally random. Listen, Liz, I'm too tired to care. <laughs> Thank you for being honest with me. We'll move on. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what game makes me also think of Diablo for some reason? What? Gauntlet. I know you've never heard of it. Never. I know you talked about it on the first podcast, if I remember correctly. Maybe, or it was the last one. Or at some point. Because I know I would have talked about it if I talked about games I used to play as a kid. I think that was it. So, um, because, yeah, we were talking about GameCube, and I had that game on GameCube. That's right. Okay. We remember our podcasts. (laughs) But, no, it it just reminded me of it, which is why I was so excited for Diablo 3 when I bought it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I just am remembering the games wrong or what, but it just as I said, yeah, I was kind of bored with it. Oops. I really want to like it. Maybe I was just at a bitter moment of my day when I was playing that game. <laughs> maybe I would not. I, mean, like, I wouldn't put it past me. Put come at it with fresh eyes, maybe. I mean, that's why I take breaks on games like Bioshock and Mass Effect, is because if I don't, I'm just gonna get really bitter at the game and not enjoy it and have just this bad image of it when it, for the most part the game was fun i mean to be fair with mass effect though it's my fault you can't play mass effect right now so is it yeah oh you did something didn't yeah I yeah did that's something. right i literally cannot get into my game yeah i yeah, totally yeah, yeah, forgot yeah. about what that hap- story time what happened was as i finally made an account a uh, an ea account uh, so, I could do like world building with Dragon Age and stuff because that's the only game I play. <laughs> and once I connected it, because my account is also on Miranda's Xbox, because duh. And when I did that and connected the two, something went kind of haywire. And now Miranda can't play. It's like trying Mass to Effect. load the servers for an account. But they're trying to load it from my account. But they're trying to load it from your account even though I'm logged in as me. But for some reason it's like trying to read yours or I don't know. Whatever it is, it's just a continuous loading screen on the main page for Mass Effect 3. So I just can't ever finish my (laughs) game, which I'm not too upset by because I'm still really mad at Mass Effect 3. I don't blame you. And I already know the ending and everything, so it's not going to be, like, this big spoiler reveal for me at the end and be like, oh, oh my goodness. you're not, like, in suspense right now. No, I'm not in suspense at all. I just was really upset how they handled certain things in the game. Makes sense. And I won't get over it. (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah, so who knows? I might finish it sometime just because, you know, it's a fun game. It really Mm -hmm. is. It's a good game. It's just storyline-wise, I was... Severely disappointed in. Makes sense. Which, it surprises me, actually, how many people out there actually don't care about the storyline of games. Yeah, that kind of surprises me, too. But I think the, the thinking along that is, I think if people wanted storyline, they would go to see movies or read books. I don't think they go to games for storyline. And I get that. I, I don't know, because I know someone who said that they don't like reading books or anything. Just because they have their games and the games have storylines and they get and they don't watch movies too much. Because they like their games. Oh, okay, yeah, well, and that their makes games sense, And their games have storylines to it that they just appreciate because they get to be interactive with it. That makes total sense. So, I don't know. I guess I could see all sides of that argument. But I just personally don't understand, pe- like, not liking the story when you're playing a game. Like. Yeah, but, and I was just thinking about it because I was watching someone try and play uh, Skyrim Remastered. Mm-hmm. And they did not care. At about all? the storyline at the beginning. I mean, they all played... I think it's because he already played it before and so he didn't care. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, like, ran through it. But they were, like, forgetting aspects of the game at the beginning and... They, I don't know, they just kind of, like, ran through it. And I was like, but storyline. <laughs> like, if you're going to appreciate the game, part of the game is the story. And you're just kind of flying through that. You're no not even caring. for you. Now, I would get it. Say, now, with uh Dragon Age, mm-hmm. I, like, I hardly read the dialogue yeah. anymore. I practically that, have it memorized. you played that game, like, 10,000 times. So that exactly. just makes sense. I do the same thing at the very, very beginning of the game. Every time I play Inquisition, just because I've played the first hour of inquisition a lot <laughs> exactly and that makes sense like you'll speed through it because you played it so many times you know the storyline so many times it's just it's not necessary yeah you're enjoying the experience of going through it again but you don't you don't need to like read every single word you already know them i don't need that immersion the 20th time through but what he was showing was that he couldn't remember parts of the opening but he didn't care enough to like read anything or follow through with it or play as a character kind of thing. He just kind of ran it past it, and I was like... What's the fun of oh. that? Is that just for the joy of gameplay? I guess. That but even with understand. a game like Skyrim, when it's so open world, and there's so many different stories to it, I'd imagine you'd have to be somewhat interested in the storyline in order to keep playing. Maybe it's those kinds of people that really like grinding. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Maybe, maybe that's, like... The separation between the two types of people—you have the people who hate grinding, and you have the people who kind of enjoy it. Well, I need to find someone who kind of enjoys it because I do not get it. I don't either. We'll, we'll we need someone. Them. We'll grill them. <laughs> we need someone out there who's like, I like grinding, and here is why. And that's probably going to be someone who like goes through the whole of Pokémon and like finishes the game, or does like every single thing in Skyrim in order to get to like. However high a level you get on whatever. You're being really quiet this episode. Am I? Yeah. Is it better? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for making out with my mic. (laughs) I guess I'm not close enough. My apologies. I don't know. You just sound quiet today. I'm sorry. I'm tired. I keep yawning. (laughs) I want to take a nap. My coffee didn't work. (laughs) I'm not even supposed to be drinking coffee. And why are you drinking coffee? Because I wanted it to wake me up. Why are you allowed to drink coffee? Because I gave it up a year ago. Oh, that's right. And I thought I... you were still, I thought when you gave it up though, like you had to get rid of it because you knew you were addicted to it. And now that you've lost it, you can kind of have it from time to time. I guess so. I've had it a lot over the past few days because I've been so tired. Oh. I drink energy drinks during those periods of time. gross. Well, you know what? Coffee's Gross. To each their own. <laughs> what are we talking about? Mm. We we're talking about Skyrim. We're going to do a really big transition with no segue or anything. Because I don't know how to move on from Skyrim to indie games. Da-na-na-na, da-na-na-na-na, transition. That's our theme song. Did you get that? <laughs> oh, I totally did <laughs> not get that. <laughs> i get it now <laughs> i get it i know what you did now you, you did, did a thing you need to dub like the music back in the background of me singing that and then it'll be really <laughs> funny when you're extra confused when you edit this later and i'll just sit there and be like what Watching you have like gotten it wrong and that's why i just can't figure it out it might be Ooh, not that I'm thinking about it. I think I might have sung it wrong. I think I'm thinking of a different song. You might have. I mean, as I said, I could kind of get the tune now that I'm, like, thinking back on it, but I feel like there's more high notes than what you put in there. Yeah, probably. I've also got my low, sultry voice on today, so it's kind of difficult for me to sing my soprano. That's what we're calling it today. Oh, what? You don't think this is sultry? Don't answer that. She's patting my head condescendingly. What a jerk. <laughs> oh, man. No. Oh, how do I even start this conversation? You want to have a 20-minute podcast? <laughs> no. Ladies and gentlemen, we're really tired. Lizzie, you're the one who had indie games you wanted to talk about. Why do I have to bring them up? Blah, blah, blah. PAX Australia is going on right now. I don't know if you have know this, but I've always wanted to go to PAX I watched a documentary about indie games um, a couple of years ago because it was on Netflix. And it was, like, basically, like, all of these creators showcasing their games at PAX. I know what documentary yeah, you're talking about. exactly. The one with Super Meat Boy. And I never uh, watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to, and I just never did. And it was really, really interesting. And, like, they showed PAX, and it's basically, like, heaven for indie game designers. I'm just like, I want to go... And play indie games because and I, that's you yes, that's you in like, a nutshell I, I when you're not playing Dragon Age you're playing indie games for real that's that's the gospel truth I like representing you know independent game designers and independent game makers they like you know they could do all a lot with not a lot of resources and I think that's really commendable oh yeah no definitely I see nothing wrong with them i I like a lot of indie games so um, I think probably one of my favorites is probably Battle Block Theater. That's a good one. Oh, I love it so much. I love the comedy within it. Oh my gosh. The guy who does all the voice acting for that, uh, Will Stamper, is like the greatest person ever. A plus. Uh, he's so cool. And then, um... I really like Charlie Murder. Char- oh, that's the other one I was gonna mention, Charlie Murder. Um, you and I had a lot of fun with that game. Oh man, I want to keep playing that game. It's such a good game. It really, really is. It's funny. It's... Just It's good multiplayer. It's really good multiplayer. It's really smart multiplayer. I like the it's you know, I'm not usually huge on side scrolling Mm -hmm. games like that. But that one was really That one's done really well because it's not just really nice. It's not super repetitive in its gameplay. Exactly. Um it's got a lot of really nice RPG elements that were honestly, that game probably helped me a lot with me getting better at Dragon Age, in all honesty. True. It's well, RP- I think that helped you get a lot better with getting used to f- enemy fighting and not getting scared with fighting That's true. So it, it did help me a lot because its RPG elements are very watered down and understandable and really easy to navigate, and I think that helped a lot. And its combat is really, really interesting. And, and fun. And fun! Uh, I've never had so much fun beating up zombies and demons before. It's so it's so fun. I want to play the game now that we're and talking like, about it. like, I didn't it. get terrified every time we died, and it's mostly because of, like, level three where you're in the graveyard and there's screaming going on every two seconds. Oh, yeah, because you keep running into everything. And Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. There's a point, just for clarification, there's a point in, like, level two or three of Charlie Murder where you're going through a graveyard, and if you step in certain zones that are, like, highlighted by moonlight or something like that, you die. <laughs> You die. Or, like, lose a bunch of life. And every time that happens, there's, like, this very high-pitched and loud screaming that goes on, because you're, like, dying in-game. And it's terrifying. And the first time it happened, I about jumped out of my skin, (laughs) and then proceeded to do it 200 more times. (laughs) But this is what I told you. I told you this a long time ago, I think, first episode. When death is repeated like that so often. You get desensitized. You just stop caring. Yeah. And, like, I feel like, as I said, when when it comes to you and a lot of the games you're scared of once you just start getting into it and you let yourself die a couple of times like i used to actually let myself purposely die a couple of times at the beginning whenever i played a game you masochist just so that i would get over the fact that okay i died it's not that big of a deal we're going to move forward yeah it's not that big of a deal oh i get it and it it helped a lot and i have a lot of love for that game because of that um we still haven't finished it uh, yeah, two years in the making, well, and we still have Okay, finished. no, we've finished it. We finished it twice, technically. We just need to finish it two more times. Yeah, Miranda's an achievement whore and needs to finish it two more times so she can get all, not all of the endings, it's playing with four different characters, and she has two no, left. No, it's, I already played with all the characters. Oh, we have to collect all of the, um. Collect all of the extras that they had. I can't remember what they're called, but Some yeah. Some kind of collectible item. And then uh, we have to play it on every difficulty level. And you can only get to the next difficulty level Once you when beat you the finish again. the game on the next harder level. So it's just a, you can't, it's not one of those achievements where if you beat it on the hardest, you get all of them. Yeah, you have it's, to go back and do it four times. Which is exhausting. I think, now that I'm thinking about it, we might have to, like, get a game guide for all of the collectibles. Are you thinking we might have missed some? I honestly, I just wanna make sure. I don't know if there's any game guides for it cause it is an indie game. I'm sure there's like a compiled list somewhere of all the ones you have to collect. That's what I really want is just a comprehensive list of all the ones that need to be collected so we know what to look out for. Cause there's a lot. There are a lot. I mean, and from what it looks like, you get new ones with each of the difficulty levels. I was just about so. to say, we're probably going to get to our last playthrough of it and when we'll get the last ones. Exactly. So, so that's why I wasn't too worried about it, because I feel like we're just not, we don't have that one yet, because we have to wait to get to, you know, the impossible levels or yeah. whatever. And I hope it's just that we have to collect them, we don't have to keep them, because I'm almost positive that I've accidentally deleted one. Or accidentally sold I'm one. pretty sure I have, too. I mean, I'm trying to keep them just in case. Yeah, but... I am now, but I think when I first started playing the game, I was just like, I don't need this. I'm getting rid of it, and I think that was a mistake. So I hope it'll still, like, I'm register. On you, i you. I've played the game, like, three times in a row. Completely. Like, Because I think I, fi- I finished it once or twice without you. Mm-hmm. I remember. So, yeah, I have that one. <laughs> it's a good game. It's a good game. Ah, nostalgia. I did need a break from it because I did play it so many times in a row. It's just so fun. But you were looking at some new indie games? I was. There are a few games that are being previewed at uh, PAX Australia that I'm really excited about. The one that I'm most excited about is a game called Super Adventure Pals. Well, that sounds happy. It is. It is. It's so whimsical. You want to know what the premise is? Give me the premise. Literally, it's a boy and a giraffe. And the boy's pet rock going on oh my God. a platformer adventure to prevent his dad from being turned into a hot dog by... A right what? Uh, to prevent his dad from being turned into a hot dog. I'm going to give it to indie gamers. They have some kind of creativity, or, or they were on something when they make the game. <laughs> it looks so fun, and the art's so cute. Um, the art really reminds me of Battle Block Theater a little bit, just in like, the whimsical aspect of it and how the world looks. And it's an RPG, so it has like simplistic RPG aspects to it, and it just looks so gushed darn cute. It's a, oh, that does look adorable. It's a bumblebee. selling you stuff. Okay, but I like the giraffe. The giraffe and the and the giraffe like levels up and gains new abilities to help you like fly around and stuff. That makes sense. And the rock does stuff. Well of course the rock does stuff. The rock has a dad who's in a rock band. Like (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) A rock band. I know. Funs. I should have expected it. (laughs) But I'm not gonna lie, I did not expect that. (laughs) And I'm so excited. Unfortunately, it's only available for PC. It's not a console game, but,
1: I mean, mean, it is a
0: console game. That's not what I meant by that. You know what I mean. What? No, I don't. Never mind. Explain. Never mind. Cut that out. It's only on PC, so unfortunately I can't, like, download it onto my Xbox, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, because I do, that does look like a fun game for the Xbox, so... That's one that's going on. There's another one that I can't remember the name of right now, but it's literally a simulator where you make a subway map or a subway system for a growing population. That sounds like something you would do. Yeah, it looks like the best of puzzle and simulator games, and I really want to play it. Listen, I'm an old school zoo tycoon gamer. Yes. I play those type of games. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would play a subway maker, though. (laughs) I was more of a roller coaster tycoon person. I played roller coaster tycoon. As I've actually well. never had. I just liked it a lot and wanted it very, very badly. I, I enjoyed playing roller coaster tycoon. I enjoyed playing zoo Tycoon. I played Jurassic Park, which was a similar version, but just with dinosaurs. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh That sounds like man. smart marketing though. It was a lot of fun. Making your own Jurassic Park. Yeah, you make your own Jurassic Park. Can you make everything go horribly, horribly wrong? Oh yeah, you can. And then you have to keep maintenance up on all of your fences, otherwise, you know. And depending on what type of animal you have, different type of fences. You also are in charge of research, so you get to decide where your archaeologists are digging for different things. How cool! And also research for like how to help prevent certain diseases and certain security measures. This sounds awesome. Certain fun tourist attractions. Oh man, it is. Such a fun game. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Now, I was absolutely terrified at times. And, like, the person in the game, whenever, uh, like, thunderstorms are happening, she's all, like, warning. A thunderstorm is coming. And, like, she says that for everything bad that's happening, like, if there's a tornado. Because there there'll be tornadoes <laughs> that come through your, your uh, zoo. I love it. And so you have to actually get everyone like into sheltered areas because not only do you have to worry about them getting killed from tornadoes, because they will, you have to worry about it because the tornadoes will destroy your fences, which will set dinosaurs free, which means they can go out and just, you know, kill tourists. Oh, great. But, no, it's, it's a super cool game. That sounds awesome. Lots of fun. I cannot believe I never heard of this one. Oh, yeah. No, I enjoyed it. Um, You got me all excited about the game. <laughs> but it, it's a fun one, and I'm all about those games, but for some reason I just don't see me building a subway system. <laughs> Not your thing? No. And, okay, let's face it. A lot of the times I've really enjoyed, like, the decorating mm-hmm. behind um, the tycoon games. Like, with Zoo Tycoon, I loved making the exhibits, mm-hmm. and I would also, like, have fun making gardens for, these tour- for the, you know... Along the lines of, like, building elaborate houses in Sims, basically. Exactly! Which is basically, whenever I played Sims, all I would do, because I'd have the game on pause the whole time, do the mother load cheat, and just decorate a house, okay. and I'm like, and now I have the perfect house for my Sims, and I'd start trying to play Sims, and I'm like, yeah, I'm bored now. <laughs> all the fun has gone out of this. <laughs> yeah. But I would do that with both Roller Coaster Tycoon, Zoo Tycoon, and Jurassic Park. It was just the fun that I had with it. I like it, but uh, I don't. I don't see that type of creativity within a Subway game. It looks really cool and really simplistic and really awesome, and I kind of want to play it. I didn't find out what platform it was on, though. Hold on. See, you had me with the other indie game. I don't think I would be getting this one, though. Should have started with the Subway game and then reeled you in. Metro Map Creator. Wait a minute. Miranda's dying. I'm dying. I'm dead. I'm sorry. My Dr. Pepper just burned a hole in my heart. Don't <laughs> Kids, mind me. Don't drink soda. It'll burn a hole in your heart. You heard of your first. You can't say Dr. Pepper. We'll get Can sued say generic soda we said nintendo and if nintendo hasn't sued us for our tiny ass podcast i feel like dr pepper won't either (laughs) okay well unfortunately the only one oh my gosh there's so many subway map creators holy cow well never mind (laughs) that's not helpful at all (laughs) okay so was there a third indie game you wanted to show me the other game that I read about was a point-and-click game called Paradigm, and I didn't look at their website or read too much about them, but it's a point-and-click set in a post-apocalyptic world, and you play a very scary-looking alien uh, in a post-apocalyptic world. That's literally all 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 you know is that it's post-apocalyptic. That's why I mentioned it three times. Did you hear that part? I don't, I don't, wait, hold on, Lizzie, when is this? Set in? It's set in a post-apocalyptic world. Are you sure? Because for some reason I just really wanted to say, you know. It's like an apocalyptic world, but post. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hilarious. Oh, man. I wasn't prepared for that one. I'm just not prepared for any of your jokes today. This is why I come to this podcast. Because... You think I'm hilarious. Listen, normally that doesn't get me so much. I'm not quite so tickled by it. I like tired Miranda. Tired Miranda thinks I'm funny. Yeah. I got plenty of sleep last night too. (laughs) Probably too much sleep? No. Too much uh, in comparison to what I've been getting, but... Ah, well. It was a weird night, though. I did keep waking up. Oh, there were apparently, uh, sloth people who are the villains in Paradigm, so that's something. Wait, that's who you are? Yes. Uh, that's not creepy, that's like, I mean, that looks like he has dicks on his head. That is unfortunate. Maybe that's someone you're talking to. Look at that! That's the one I showed Clink. you earlier. zoom in! Zoom in on- Oh man, he's talking. Look at those gorgeous lips. Oh, it's a girl. Oh. 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 Okay. (laughs) Oh. Let's see what this is all about. She has dicks on her head. They just look so diseased. This is what a post-apocalyptic world should look like, in my opinion. (laughs) That's the bad guy. Olaf with Donald Trump hair. I was about to say, so Trump the sloth? Now that sounds like a game I can get behind. <laughs> no, what is that one indie game? Um, Mr. President? Yeah, Mr. President. Oh, love it. Mr. Rump. Mr. President Rump. We gotta save him. Stop saying Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That game, though. Is, it is. It looks so good. I think I... That person didn't have an agenda when they no. made that game. I think I lost it when the Falling Tacos started showing up. hmm and I was just like, this game is my new favorite thing in the world. Freaking falling tacos kill President Romp. I love it. I love it. Love it. See that's what I mean. Like, you don't get that kind of creativity with like mainstream games. No, no one would throw Dare money at that. To throw money at it. But, but with indie, indie games, they just ugh they need to exist for this reason. They have that ridiculous flair. Yep. I love it. It's A plus indie gaming. A plus. It's good stuff. Plus, like, you know, and then um, Charlie Murder is a game about post-apocalyptic uh, punk band. <laughs> which is, like, that, the most punk thing you could possibly make Which a game is, about. like, they died, and now they're, they've are they come back, and they're out fighting zombies and out for revenge on the guy And then they casually the guy fight the devil. To... Yeah, well, but no, 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 it's their... Old friend who sold his soul to the devil to Dave. make... Dave! Dave. Is that his name Dave? I want to say it's Dave. It's something like that. Poor Dave. Who sold his soul to the devil to make his own rock band, punk band. And, uh, which is funny because he was more of the acoustic indie player. <laughs> I love Dave. Originally, apparently. I, lo- I love I it. It's just that kind of creativity that you don't see in big production gaming yeah you can get a lot more niche a lot more creativity a lot of really interesting ideas that people normally wouldn't throw money at and that's why i think gaming is really really interesting because like it is there immediately and that's not necessarily the same way with indie films you know what though i will give one i will give a point to lego games though I was thinking about games that have that whimsical weirdness to them. Lego. Lego had that. They They have that. They still have it. They have it in the bag. They are. They're the one big production game that can put in ridiculous things throughout the game. No one makes fun of popular things more than Lego does. But it's, it's like in a Weird Al kind of way where you're not super offended by it. It's just really funny. Well, yeah. And those companies are like paying Lego as well. Yeah. So... I think that's how that works, doesn't it? Yeah, or they buy the rights to it. Either way. Either way, they allow it. Yeah. And they know they're going to kind of be made fun of. But, oh my gosh. Listen, I played Lego Star Wars when I was a kid. The best one. I played it on the PC. And it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. And I cherish it. And, well, I played it on the PC. I had my own, like, version of a, uh console controller mm-hmm. hooked up to the pc when i played it still pc but i mean i played it with it's like saying i play the wii but with the gamecube controller it's, it's similar. still a, it's still a wii but um no i played it then i loved it i really can't play the newer ones though oh really yeah i never really got interested in them um i don't know i just it didn't have the same i, I didn't enjoy it as much as i played the Star Wars game. Honestly, I think the humor's gotten a lot more on point in recent years in the games. Mm-mm. The humor in the in the Star Wars game I will was say, beautiful. oh, it's so good. Oh, I love it. I and I think it's just like for me, it's kind of like reading um Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. You read it once, it's absolutely hilarious. Yep. You read it again after two or three years and you're like, "Oh, I remember this. This is really amusing." But after that, if you read it again, you're just like, you know, I already heard that joke. Yeah. And it's just... It's one of those things you meh. need to ingest once, maybe twice, because that's when it's the best. And I think that's how it is for me with Lego games. I played it once, and I really loved it. It's Part of it is just getting to experience it. Exactly. And then once you play another one, I'm just kind of like, eh. It does have a very repeat feel to it. Yeah. I think mean, that's what it is for me with the Lego games. Like, granted, they still have that whimsical style that we were saying a lot of indie games do, but they are very repetitive in their style. Definitely. Which no. is the one unfortunate in my mind. Yeah. I really want to play Lego Harry Potter now. I never played it. Ugh. I've watched people play, and I've never really gotten into it. Stop that. I don't know, I like how the old map system for it worked, and this new stuff just seems too confusing to me. It is way too confusing. I will totally agree with that. It just got too complicated in certain areas, and I'm like, this is Lego. But then again, I say that, and you know, there's whole, like, Lego worlds set up, and people make Legos way more complicated than I ever did. You know what I did with Legos when I was a kid? I made a little zoo (laughs) with my Lego animals. And I had fun playing with my animal Legos and building little things for them. I'm literally more boring than that because all I did was make houses. And not even, like, houses with rooms. I would just make square houses with rooms. Yeah, see? But, like, that is the extent to what I did as a kid with it. I didn't build worlds with Lego. You heathens. (sighs) I used the animals I was given from Lego, and I built worlds around them. (laughs) I didn't need to create a world with Lego themselves I use my mind Miranda's getting really agitated about Lego now listen no and oh, here I am alienating people again it's not <laughs> that if you do that I look at you poorly for me personally it doesn't bring I you feel any joy. like it's too much it doesn't bring you any joy that's right I went to Legoland in California mm-hmm. and guess who wasn't impressed with Legoland in California was it you it was me Well, and then, okay, to be fair, we went to, like, Disneyland a day or two before. Oh, that's just not fair to Legoland. Okay, but it's Legoland's fault for being built so close to it. (laughs) They had to stay in the same area. And they're gonna deal with the consequences of not seeming as exciting. (laughs) Oh, man. It's the poor man's Disneyland. Not really. It wasn't that cheap. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I feel like you were going to say something before I went on my rant about Legos. I probably was, and I don't remember what it is now. Long story short, indie games are awesome. Uh, A+. A+. I wish I could give you more money than I already do, and I haven't given you much money. I only get you when you're free. (laughs) (laughs) But, hey, recognition We shouted some games out. (laughs) Because we're super popular, and that's gonna, you know, help those creators (laughs) along. Of course. So, we're so helpful, you're welcome. I'm just saying, though. If you guys have any fun indie games, send them our way. We have a Twitter, at Broads Gaming. Um, You can reach us on there. You could always listen to us on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on your mom i don't know why i said that lizzie (laughs) ignore her you can always send a comment on soundcloud too crazy story so seriously like let us know I'll, i'll play a game i'll i'll pay the money to play a game if you suggest it and we want it to be like games you really really love we love passions yeah please don't send me a game out of spite Unless it's really funny. Unless it's really funny. If it's, if you send it out of spite and it's like a joke on it, everything, I will play it and I will love it. But yeah, no, please. Just like none of you guys have sent me out, told me what, you know, Zelda game I should be playing. I I will listen. I will. (laughs) Talk to us, please. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. It's been fun, Miranda. I'm, I feel a bit more awake now, kind of. Well, I got passionate. What can I say? Lego makes you passionate. <laughs> Apparently. See, this is how we get me energized. Lego. Passion with hate. <laughs> Just to combine passion and hatred, and you've got yourself a May-December romance. That's a saying. Yeah, it is a saying. Lizzie needs to go now. It means, like, it, it's like another term for, like, um, opposites attract kind of relationships and like passion and hate are never mind whatever I'm still upset over the comment you made <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm Elizabeth and I'm Miranda you've been listening to Prod's Game it's been fun guys Time. Stop. Stop.